God, it's been a long time. It's been a little bit. It's been, I think, too long. Yeah, when was the last time we parted? Two months ago? Long ago, in the land of the man. In the distance far, far away. In a land far, far away. <laughs> in a different time, really. We recorded in a different time. When dinosaurs ruled the earth. Well, you know, we weren't quite with the dinosaurs, but it was very cold for the Ice Age, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Uh, good. You look good. Thank you. Got Me Rotoform too. shirts, Danceworks cap. Uh, Target shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the new, this is the Hugh Summer Big Sky Chic. That's what I call it. Hugh Chic. Hugh Chic. Yeah, because I've got the loafers, the, the skinnies, and the, the, the t-shirt, yeah. which I like. It's great. It's good It's fit. fun. It is a good fit. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I've, I've lost some weight. I've gained some muscle because I'm working out, eating better, dropping lighters because I'm nervous. <laughs> um, I haven't done this in a minute. Yeah. And so, like, things, are, things fit differently. Yes. So, like, my shirt fits spot on. Mm-hmm. My pants, I have to pull up every five minutes. Yeah. So, great. you know, it's a whole thing. So, uh, we at Culture Beast practice mm-hmm. what we preach. And you've stepped into some new positions culturally. Tell I did. Us, tell us about that. So, um... I, I've left my position in, in Big Sky of, of Newman Restoration, and I stepped into a beverage management position, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I bring, part of what I bring to Culture Beast, is right. the alcohol beverage portion. You mm-hmm. bring the coffee beverage portion, which I'm still learning, as was uh, shown to me in Big Sky when you showed up uh, yeah. yesterday. Um, <laughs> at the restaurant that I work at, Paul dialed in our grinder and our espresso machine, and it was really cool to watch you work. And, and the other employees kind of hovered because they were like, what is he doing? And I'm yeah. like, he's making it better. <laughs> that one, Leave him alone. That one guy's like, the switch is on his side. I was yeah. like, when I was trying to pull a shot of coffee. I know. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, I know. I, I've been there. I, I, I know what's going Appreciate, going appreciate it, yeah. bro. Yeah, thank High you. High five. You know. yeah. um, and then I bartended at a, a really cool like 1930s Hollywood-style art deco mm-hmm. place called The Standard. Yeah. And it's so yeah, that's cool. It's so much fun. I had the bee's knees when I was there. Yeah, I had an aviation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what was the drink that you made me uh, at the... Uh, oh, was it, I, you uh, had a gin gimlet yeah, at Acre. Yep. Yeah. And I had First a time I had one of those was here on the podcast. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. So, good so, stuff. Yeah, so culturally I am stepping into more what I love, mm-hmm. my field if you were, yep. what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at. Mm. And the next thing... Yes. Um, it would be these guys. Yeah. So speaking of, mm-hmm. what you got there? Uh, doing the Sweet Jane. Uh, you love that Sweet yep. Jane. So to your influence, I got the humidor uh, yeah. season, learned how to do that. That's so cool. Yeah. So trying to keep it stocked. And so now that I like, I rebuilt my, my garage. So yeah. everybody's kind of see it's, you know, I spent the winter redoing the whole thing. And He's got a car in here. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I can fit two cars in here. So, wow, which is yeah. impressive. I mean, it's a longer garage, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so. repainted the whole thing and can uh, watch movies out it here and have cigars. So. It looks great. Thanks. Which we need to do. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that yet. No. I've, but we will. I've done it a few times. I haven't. I'm coming back. I need maybe. to get my, my internet connection kind of figured out. So, so my, my parents, and this might not be the time to talk about it, but... My parents have these little boxes all that plug into the outlets all over the house, and they're mm-hmm. boosters. Yeah. So maybe I, have, I have one. Oh. It just doesn't boost. It a booster of, that it, doesn't it, boost? It boosts. Sacrilege. It boosts. It doesn't boost. It boosts. <laughs> 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 
Well, what, what, take, what, what are you smoking over takes there? all kinds. Um, so I'm smoking a local favorite, uh, the Bitterroot from Big Sky mm-hmm. Tobacco Company, or Big Sky Cigar Company, sorry. And the Bitterroot is one they came out, it's their most recent release. Now, I've had the Madison, we've had the Madison on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bitterroot, for me, is, I think, their best blend. Really? It's lighter than the Madison, but it's so good. Mm. It's so poignant. It's so intentional, mm. if you will. And we all know how you are about, and yes. I am about intentionality. I just realized there's two there's two firsts on on Culture Beast tonight. Wow, we're both wearing t-shirts. That's yep. one. Yeah, and we're we're both having some like a drink and a cigar that is uh, locally made. Well, yeah, you're having because, a drink that's locally because we're yeah. drinking um, Undammed. Uh-huh. Their their bourbon. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. We are. Yes. That's, well, from not, South, not, that's from yeah. South Dakota. Right. It's a neighbor. Which is close, yeah. Yeah, yeah Deadwood. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Ish. It's kind of like, uh, like on uh, Full House. Like the neighbor, you know, he's there, but you don't see the full thing. Okay, so that's, that's, that was that was. Not tool a Full time. House. Tool, it was Tool Time. No, it wasn't Tool Time. It was, because Wilson. With the, with sure, the, but the show's not called Tool Time. No, it's Home Improvement. Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> he got home in there. Tool Time. Right? Yeah. There's home. He got home and there needs to be some improvement, you <laughs> yeah, know. And it's a Full House. Yeah, it's a Full House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with Wilson looking over the Yeah, thing. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was so well, dumb. Should we? Yeah, let's. Let's. I love that we're both using our own cutters and our own lighters. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet jeans are so good. You love them. Mm-hmm. So I have a plug. Okay. And there's an there's a actual cigar lounge, private cigar lounge. Outside of Four Corners, mm-hmm. called um, Timberline Cigar Lounge. Interesting. And it's in an old Airstream. Mm. Okay. So they take this Airstream, they put a ton of money and renovations into it, mm-hmm. and they make it a cigar lounge. It's got smoke eaters, vents, heat, cooling, a humidor inside, the whole nine. So I've been spending a lot of time there mm-hmm. because it's clo- It's thirty minutes away from my house. It's a place to smoke. The owner and I have become really good friends. That's awesome. Um, and I told him about Deadwood Tobacco Company, and he mm-hmm. actually, on his last cigar order, brought in the Leather Rose. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Good for him. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a good one, huh? It's so good. It's, I encourage you to get one. Yeah, well, They're at Stogie's in mm-hmm. town, which is where Big Sky Cigar Company is located. That's sure. their HQ, if you yeah. will. They purchased Stogies from uh, Pam and Scott like, I don't know, two, three years ago, two, mm. two years ago, something like that. But this Bitterroot, and, and that's, that's the flower you look for. Okay. The flower you look for. Um, it's a fantastic, medium bodied, just run, like all around smoke. Huh. Like everyday kind of running smoke. Sure. And I'm a big fan of it. Interesting. Um, it's probably, I think, the Madison's delicious. Yeah. I think this is a little better. Which one's that one? The Bitterroot. Bitterroot, yeah, yeah. See, it's got yeah, yeah. a little. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I have a hard time with things labeled Big Sky. So, I know you um, do. Well, we talked about that yeah. episodes ago, about Big Sky and Magic City mm-hmm. and the rims. Green you know. it, whatever. Yeah. So, well, and Big Sky is the same way. Sure. 
it's Big Sky this, and Lone Mountain this, right. and Moonlight this, right. and Yellowstone Club this, and <laughs> yeah. it's all the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Or like my favorite is Big Sky Real Estate Company, Big Sky Resort, Big Sky Vacation Rentals, Big Sky um, Taco Bus, like all Big Sky everything. Big Sky Insurance, Big Sky. Yeah, Insurance. everything. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> I know where well, I am. Or, yeah. I know where I am. Like, <laughs> well, it's like here when you see like Billings Best Barbers, right? Billings Petroleum Club, right? Billings this, Billings mm -hmm. that. No shit, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. No shit, Chief. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> I'm so glad I get to say shit on camera. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's gonna be kind of all over the map because it's good because mm -hmm. we don't. Uh, don't really have yeah, impromptu, yeah. which I feel like is resulted in some of our best podcasts. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so I'm going to dive right in. Dive right in. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about fashion a little bit. Okay. Um, I have found 30 has been the best year of my life. Right. I agree. Like I am having so much fun. I'm having, I'm really learned a lot about myself and this kind of like hidden socks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Loafers. Nice Italian loafers, mm -hmm. skinny jeans, a t-shirt. Like that's kind of been my summer trend. Yeah, you know, I switch out the loafers, switch out the t-shirt. I wear hats occasionally. Yeah, when I saw you yesterday, you were wearing uh, boots. Uh, yeah, I was wearing. I was wearing uh, Johnny Cash. No, yeah, no. I was wearing monk straps. Yeah, uh, skinny, darker skinny jeans and a Led Zeppelin, yeah. a band shirt, right. band t-shirt. You know, you killed it. Yeah, and I love that. Like it, it's a new realm for me. Yep, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, and so I still good. do button ups and stuff, but like sure. When I bartend at the, the standard, you know, I'll do, you know, like um, slacks, a button up and a vest and like my like straw hat mm -hmm. and some loafers, you know, classed up a little bit. But it's been really fun to get into my own style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like because it, 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 it's a bit of me. Yeah. It's a bit of me. It's a bit of me. Right. But it's all different. Right. You know? Yeah. I love that. It's so fun. I love that. Yeah, it's good that you're... I mean, I, I went through that kind of renaissance like at the beginning of my 30s That's as well. a good word for it. It is renaissance. The renaissance. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. it's taking, you know, like there's there's good parts of each season that you've kind of been in, you know. And I, I went through a phase where I was like very, um, very, I don't know, a lot of button-ups, um, uh, some some loafers, you know, like kind of that that kind of style, but it didn't really quite like measure up. So like, I didn't feel exactly comfortable. You know, I felt yeah. like I was trying to impress somebody. You know, yeah. Whereas I kind of reverted back to uh, some of that same style, but with like uh, skate or BMX kind of influence into it. You yeah, know? which is you. So, yeah, which is me. You know, I don't. I don't have just one thing, you know, kind of like my car collection yeah, right now. I you don't, don't have, have just, just one, one thing. thing. You don't. Yeah. It's very all over the board. And now includes a motorcycle, uh -huh. a working, running motorcycle-ish. Ish, yeah. Yeah. It's got some, it's got some issues, but, you well, know. Well, don't we all? Mm -hmm. I drive a 93 Lexus. You don't tell me. <laughs> but the motorcycle looks great. It, oh, it's so great. I love that yellow headlight. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I, you do I, it. I don't I know love if it was that. because I was working on here and I just kept seeing the yellow dots in. Yeah. But. Which I, needs to stay yellow. I hope you keep gonna. the patina. It's not going to. No. I'm changing it. You're not keeping the patina? No. It's my favorite part of the car. <laughs> what are you going to well, do? So I've, I was 
Uh, I was going to keep it just the way it was, you know, and just put an engine in and drive it. And I was just not excited about the car at all, mm. you know. And then I kind of got this idea for for the car in my mind, the, the car that I want to build, you know. And then I started to actually enjoy the project, you know, and got excited. I got some motivation for it. Well, yeah, it's in here versus out there. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge step. <laughs> Which is why it got brought in here because I, had, I started to have vision for it, you know. Um, so the idea is to do, um, uh, it's like a, it's like a, a, a sort of a mint green that came on um, the the Sylvia's. Okay. It's like it's like a, a I'm silver a mint. I'm a sucker for an old car in mint green. Old Mercedes in mint green look mint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, mint. Yeah, it's, I love that. It's a it's like a mint metallic that they sold the Ooh. Sylvia's in. So that. I know with, the color you're talking mm -hmm. about. I I do. Yeah. yeah. So that color on this car with black flares. And then like a like a like a gold BBS sort of a wheel, mm. you know, with just like so classy. I like mint and and silver and chrome. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like the mint and gold. I haven't seen that yet, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see that. I think it's that one color because I want to do like the wood steering wheel. You oh know, yeah, that would you have to. Um, and then like a a, 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 a more tan leather sort of a, not tan. Well, leather, if you're gonna paint like the a, car, I'd paint it now. Because nothing's attached to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'd I, paint it now and then do all the other stuff you mm -hmm. want to do to it. Yeah. So I took off the rear, the body kit on the rear, found a bunch of rust underneath it. So I got to figure out that. Well, and that's then, some sheet metal, but mm -hmm. it's not ideal, but it's not. Sure. Is it, is it pretty bad? Uh, there's spots that are bad, but I don't think it's unrepairable. Um, I don't, I'm not going to do the quarter panel replacement, but. No. Um, but so I need to I need to have the time to push it out front, do the fenders, you know, to cut off the the moldings from the front fenders. Um, You're gonna take the wide body off. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I kind of like that. Well, I'm I'm gonna do over fenders back on it. But okay. if I if I if I don't take off the fronts, then I have to find something to match the rear. And that's just you know uh, I mean? that's just a whole different yeah. ball game. So that's kind of the game plan of that. But I just. I was so busy this summer, you know, like, we're just working yeah. 50 hour weeks all summer, you know. So all my life just kind of stacked up against itself, you know. So I just, I haven't had the time. So yeah. like this has been put on the lower priority, you know. So I literally bought a new car because I didn't have the time to yeah. fix my yeah. habit. And what did so you get? I got a Yaris. Yeah, I got a, a 20, Toyota 20, Yaris. 2010 Yaris. And you love it. I love I it. I love it. It's Ass. cool, yeah. man. I was like, it's a little so, go kart. Yeah, I. Uh, so have, since having my Tundra, you know, it's been a great truck. You know, and I'm like, yeah. why am I not just driving Toyotas? Well, because you know? Toyotas are great. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Lexus guy. Yeah, which is Toyota. Yeah, the same Toyota. It's it, in it, the it's Lexus a, is in my Tundra. Yeah, that four liter. Yeah, mm -hmm. same engine. Well, it's a little bit. So you, I'm pretty sure yours is a 4.2 liter. Mine's a four liter. Mm. So yours is the generation after mine, sure. but still the same design. Right, right. And they're great running motors, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, I mean, Tundra has 220,000 miles on it. You know? And it runs like a top. Yeah, it runs great. So. And it's funny because my, my, my father had that same body style, same engine. Yeah. And he, I mean, we, he had his like 12 years. And he stacked a million miles on it, right? It was, I think he sold it at 160,000. Yeah. And, but here's the kicker. His was two-wheel drive. Oh. And when we, he had it in like four or five years in Montana. Mm hmm And. Yeah. Worked great. Mm hmm Put a little weight in the back. Mm hmm It worked great. Now, I will say 
the body style after this one is my favorite tundra. Same. Oh. Yeah, I love that. The body new style. ones are garbage. I don't mind. However, the new new ones that's coming out mm -hmm. that they're basing off that new new Land Cruiser that we can't get. Oh, really? Have you have you seen? This? I haven't seen the t the. Ooh. I haven't seen the photos. I'm gonna of it. I'm gonna make this happen for you. If I know my I saw phone allows. Like Toyota had put out a little teaser of that they were bringing a new. Oh truck. no! I ashed on myself. So in 2022, they're redoing, which they haven't redone the Tundra in. I mean, it's years. been a long time. Yeah, because it came. Because out. it worked. Yeah. People loved it, but if it looks anything like this. Which is what they're saying. It's it's loading. I'm sorry. If it looks anything like this, and this is what they're saying it's going to look like. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. It's stunning. Mm -hmm. It's bold. It's new, and it's. I mean, it's aggressive yeah. for a Toyota. Well, all their their whole lineup is super aggressive right now, which is super cool. You know, I Dude, mean, what is that? The the um. It's their tiny the little forerunner. Like, Cross, crossover hatch, the oh, HRV, the CHR, CHR. Yeah, I like that. So it's mean cool. looking. Yeah. It's, it's urban looking. Yeah, I and, love that. And uh, there's a company in Japan that makes a body kit for it called this, mm. and it looks so good. It's it's like and it's like a little it's like a little bigger Corolla. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, all wheel drive, mm -hmm. off roading style Corolla. Yeah, it and I honestly I like the look of that better than I like the new Rav. Mm -hmm. But the new RAV looks great, too. The new RAV, the off-road version? Yeah. Yeah. Their whole lineup. Even their, the Sienna. The Sienna looks fantastic. It looks mean. You, when you see it driving down the road, you look at oh, it. Oh, it's good. You know what I mean? Here's the kicker for me, though. And I'm not a hatch guy. You know this. Mm -hmm. My favorite car Toyota makes at this moment. That's a, just a Toyota, not a Lexus. Because yeah. my favorite Lexus is the GRC. It's the GRC. Yes. It's so mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. Three-cylinder. Yeah. All-wheel drive turbo. Yeah, and it's nuts. Yeah. You know who just bought one? Everybody. James Everybody May. in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James May just bought one. And the new Toyota, what is that? This, it's like the, um, the successor of the century, but it's like their version of like the Lexus LS. Oh. But it's a Toyota. Interesting. And I forget what it's called, but he just bought one. He's... he's he has a whole video on Drive Tribe about how he's nerding out about it. <laughs> and I love that. He also released a gin. Oh, really? He just released a gin. Uh -uh. Yes, he did. Because he loves gin. Hmm. And so he just worked with, I forget the company's name, but he just worked with a company and he released his own gin. We need it. We do. Do you know where to get it? Yeah. Where? I'm a beverage manager. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> this good is point. good. It's really good. Alan does such a good job. The great thing about Alan, so Alan, Alan is a very particular guy, like very, very particular, and he's I gathered smart. that from Mart. He worked. I also gathered that. He worked from for him. NASA at one point in his life. No kidding. Yes. Isn't he a pastor? He was a former pastor. Yeah, he pastored the Vineyard Church for a long time. Wow. He was my pastor, and my mentor for a long time. Wow. Yeah. NASA. NASA. He worked on the Magellan Project. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. That's crazy yes. to me. Yes, but you taste, from the Magellan? You, you taste this and it makes sense. Well, I haven't licked the Magellan probe or Well, anything, no, but, but I mean like all like the, <laughs> the detail and like the intentionality, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Thank you for that. How's yeah. your sweet Jane? It's perfect. It's great. It's a great combination.
This is a good combination too. Mm -hmm. I really want you to try one of these. I will. Next time. Yeah. Guy, he doesn't like cooties. I don't. Yeah, I hate no, cooties. he doesn't like cooties. <laughs> um, so what I'm interested in mm -hmm. recently is I again student of trends. We've talked about this history and trends. Sure. Kind of a student of. And I found myself looking at these cars from 2020. Mm -hmm. And the car I decided to focus on was the Tacoma. Okay. Very wide selling truck. Right. Everybody loves it, especially in Big Sky. Mm -hmm. It's the truck, it's probably the truck of Big Sky, besides yeah. the Yukon. Sure. GMC, Yukon, yep. Denali, the extended one, because that's mm -hmm. what everybody has. And the Land Rover. And the Expedition. Yeah. A lot of Defenders, new yeah. Defenders in Big Sky too, but the Tacoma's really it. Mm -hmm. So I looked at this, and cars that are built in 2020 during the lockdown, because there's less of them, mm -hmm. because Here's, like, let's say this is the equivalent of, like, a normal year's car production. Sure. Well, it was locked down for six to eight months. Right. So we have this many cars. Right. Are they going to be worth more because they're less, there's less of them hmm. because they're 2020? That's yeah. the question I've been wondering. And I've been starting to look at that. Are they going to be worth more yeah. because they're 2020? I can see so. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Because yeah. there's less of them. I mean, the, is it going to be like a collector's thing? The worst, the worst part about Toyota is that they appreciate in value. Mm -hmm. You know, so like us regular people, like yeah. it's a hard the, time the, to get the, into. The, the Land Cruisers right now, with so, three hundred thousand miles, are fifteen to twenty grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're just going up. Mm -hmm. I had a ninety-seven. I wish to God right now I hadn't sold that yes. son of a gun. Yes, they're so expensive. I also had an I had a I had a, a, a thought about mm -hmm. about Toyota. So the Forerunner. Yeah. It's its own class. It's an SUV. There's nothing that competes with the Forerunner. Yes, there is. There's No, because the well, yeah. damn. <laughs> there really isn't. No. It's a midsize it's it's a smaller SUV. Mm hmm Four liter, six cylinder. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. The Explorer yeah. is really it. Yeah. But that's of. not really, that's an urban warrior. Yeah. Because the new ones are great. Are, like, I saw one up close when I got pulled over yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, that front plate is becoming an Achilles heel for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got another ticket for that. Oh, Second offense wasn't as pretty as the first oh, offense. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm actually going to call them uh, tomorrow and just say, what's it take to get a front plate? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really tired of that. Um, yeah, no, it really is its own because it's it's a very capable off roader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's 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 built for off road. Yeah. Whereas like the Expedition or the Explorer is just kind of, it's not really made for it. You know what I mean? No. It, so like, but I don't know. Son what of a is. gun. Yeah. I it's mean, its own class. Even like the Land Rovers, I think, are made more to compete with. Um, well, the Defender could probably be the new Defender could yeah. probably be in the same category. Shh. But you're paying. Well, nowadays you're paying the same price. Right. A new Forerunner is what seventy grand, sixty-five yeah. grand. Yeah, for a Forerunner, mm -hmm. and literally, you sell it three years later, it's worth sixty-five, seventy grand. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. But even like the body shape and the way it's structured and mm -hmm. the market that it aims towards. Like, there's no. It's lead. off road. Yeah, it's off road. You know, and I'm, I think the new Bronco is going to change that. But see, I think the Bronco is more geared towards the four-door Jeeps. I think that's their target, their target audience. You know, they're, they don't care about, like, forerunners. They're more worried about, I mean, they, if. That's true. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, it hit me, uh, like, last month. Like, there's, like, it's in a category of, it's an untapped, 
competition. It's, it's one of the most popular vehicles on the road, the Tacoma yeah. and the 4Runner. And like, it, it seems like nobody's like, well, we're not going to get into the market, you know? I mean, the only thing that's closest is, is the, the Defender. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But, but even based then, from an off-road perspective, sure, it's the closest thing. Right, but they're, but they're not. I mean, yeah, I think they give an. I, th I think it's it's an SUV, and then comma off-road. You know, it's not like we're we're the building Defender. This. Yeah, the new Defender was built with off-road in mind. It was built for Overland in right. mind. It was built to go several hundred miles in mm -hmm. places where humans aren't. Right, and, um, I, and I think they it's. It seems like they build it for wealthy people that may or may not use it for that. You know what I mean? It's basically a forerunner with a Land Rover badge. Yeah. Because people want the recognition. Sure. Yeah. I'd still have one of those. Over a forerunner? And for one specific distinct reason. Because it comes in British Racing Green? Two very distinct <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Yes. Because I know. I know you order one with British Racing Green okay. and, and white Steelies. Three very distinct reasons. One, you can get it in Steelies. Two, you can get it British Racing Green, you schmuck. Yes, you're right. But three, it comes with a higher-powered engine. The 4Runner's biggest downfall is that 4-liter V6. It's so... It's a pig. Yeah. Same with the Tacoma. The Tacoma gets, as it sits right now, the current Tundra and the current Tacoma, it gets one mile per gallon better than the Tundra. That's crazy. And it's a whole different engine. Mm -hmm. They're at a four liter inline, or a V6, and the Tundra has a 5.7 liter V8. And they get like a, a very... One mile to the gallon difference. That's crazy. Like That's why? crazy. Just get the V8. I think you can get a four hundred V8, or a, a Tundra and a V8. The Tundra, yes. The Tacoma, you can't. Well, the Tacoma's no, a four cylinder. It's actually... As of next year, a turboed four-cylinder. They're not going to make a V6 anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about the 4Runner, but the Tacoma, this is the rumor, is that they're not going to make a V6 for it anymore. Hmm. And the Tundra's going to a V6, tur twin turbo. Here's the thing that we're seeing with these auto manufacturers. This is good culture beast conversation. Yes. So the EU, European Union, mm -hmm. told everybody by 2035, we're not going to do any more petrol engines. Right. And everybody but Lamborghini, Ferrari, Bugatti, and Aston went, okay. Right. Those four guys went, <laughs> oh, you were serious. Yeah. <laughs> so what's cool about it is that they have, we have these resistance fighters mm -hmm. who are like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Lamborghini, their brand new... Um, Countach? Countach, mm -hmm. which is gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. As a retro mod, as mm -hmm. I would say it is, it's a remodel of an old car. I think they killed it. That yeah. wedge design, I wish it had horizontal or vertical taillights yeah. like the Countach did, like the cubes. Sure. But what you see in that is you see it. So they're like, we're going to continue to make V12s until you tell us we can't anymore right. and you start fining us. Right. And Aston Martin goes, well, our V12s pretty cool, mm -hmm. so we're not going to do that. Ferrari's like, we'll make V8s. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. And so you have these people that are like, oh, well, resistance. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, everybody, so you're seeing these equivalent of these, these, these engines that we've come to know and love. Like Mercedes used to be able to get the Maybach and the S-Class in a V12. Mm -hmm. Audi used to be able to get them in a V12. Right. Now you're seeing them be V10s. V8s. Mm -hmm. The new S-Class is offered with a twin-turbo V6. Right. 
Right. So we're seeing these, these engines there. Oh, well, we'll just add turbos. Mm -hmm. That's everybody's mm -hmm. fix. We'll just add turbos. You get mm -hmm. the power. I was skeptical. Yes. And then Mercedes came out. They said, we have an inline four that we're getting 400 horsepower out of. Mm -hmm. Right. If you can give me a high revving, 400 horsepower, four-cylinder engine, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. If it is as quick and as responsive and as twitchy as a twin turbo V6, which is one of twin turbo inline six is one of my favorite motors from the, the Supra and the Skyline and you know the R33, yep. the R32, the R34. You know, at the M3, right. uh, the E46 from the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Like those, that was a great time for inline sixes. Yep. Mercedes has now gone back from a V6 to an inline six mm -hmm. because you get more torque. Sure. If you can give me a good motor, yeah. that's, that's a four-cylinder with twin-turbo, inline four, whatever, I'll buy it. Right. Here's the kicker. You cannot, there's a power cap because you only have four of those little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if, and, and, and even tuning them, even boring them out, like, you know, you look at Sharkworks and, and Rod Emery and these guys that are doing boring out with Porsches. And, you know, you look at, um, oh, I forget the Alpha company that does it. They and, like, you can bore it out, but only so much because there's, there's just four of them. Right. What's going to happen? Are we, so this is what I've been thinking about lately. Having said all that, are we going to lose big engine motorsport? Yeah. Probably. NASCAR's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR's gone. The, back in the day, this might be surprising for some of our younger viewers, but back in the day, Formula One used to use V12s. Uh-huh. And What do they use now? I don't even know. Uh, high output, high revving, inline six or inline fours, I are think. Are they? I have no yeah. idea. Well, and a lot of them are, they're looking at hybrid technology. Right. <laughs> yeah, the... the, the the other side that I see of like the twin turbo thing is like like we saw what Audi did with all road and twin turbos. They were garbage, yes. you know. Like no, you do not buy them, you know. And that was and they showed us still making it right. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So like soon, you know, we're gonna have all of these. Car if they're anything like what what Audi built then we're going to have all these cars that nobody wants because the engines were garbage, you know? So then, so then what do we do? You know, then what do we buy? Well, as an enthusiast, I think we're going to see an uptick in imported cars. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see an uptick in people taking crate motors like the 350 LS, which is bulletproof, mm -hmm. all the way up to the 502 crate motor. Right. The 392 Hemi, which you can get in a crate now. Mm -hmm. You can get that Elephant, mm -hmm. that 800 horsepower, huge monstrosity in a crate now. Yeah. You can get a 392 Hemi Jeep motor crate from Walmart now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's on their website. That's it's amazing. on their website. That's amazing. We're going to see a lot more transplanting. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about motorsport and car enthusiasts is that all these governments and all these regulations, the EPA, the global warming, climate change, whatever political party you believe in, we're seeing these, this squash of the big cylinder engine, mm -hmm. the big block, right. the V8s. And I'm a fire-breathing, snarling V8 guy. You yep. know, I've, we've talked about this. Yep. I think we're going to see a kind of resistance. Mm -hmm. Like 
I think an underground resistance of motorsport enthusiasts yeah. who are going to say, no, I'm going to take this 350 out of this C4 Corvette mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick it in my yeah. new BMW. Yeah. Then it's like, well, what do we do for gas? You know, like, like smuggle gas, make gas in our bathtubs Dude, or what? It's going to be Mad I mean? Max up in this bitch. <laughs> it really is. Oh, and now we're explicit just like that. <laughs> No, but it is. It's gonna be. It, it's gonna be a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird it's a weird future coming up. Boris Johnson, the PM, Prime Minister of England, came out and said, "In 2035, we are going to heavily tax and heavily fine any car entity that creates a petrol engine." That's jacked up. Do you know what Jeremy Clarkson said? Screw that. <laughs> he said, in 2034, I should buy 10 new cars. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's this, because res- as petrol heads, in, in America, gear heads, mm-hmm. petrol heads, we are going to be kind of this now outlaws, if you will. Right. Because we're going to say, no, we're going to take this four-cylinder, this hybrid or this electric motor out. Right. And I'm going to put a 350 mm-hmm. out of a, I'm going to put a, a Coyote 5 liter out of a 2015 Mustang in my 2030 Audi S4. Yeah. Have you been, have you followed uh, Rich Rebuilds on YouTube? No, you've told me about them time and time again. Yes. And I have not. So he's doing a V8 powered Tesla. You told me about that. Yes. Is that the same guy that did the Prius that was like a V8? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a Prius running around out there with a V8. Yeah, that, that debuted in SEMA in like a long time ago. Okay, well, I'm old. Sometimes but, it takes yes. a minute to remember no, this. But stuff. you're right. Um, so it's actually debuting at SEMA. Um, I caught up on their episodes just the other day. But it's cool what they're doing is, um, so he took a couple employees from Tesla, um, that, that know Tesla, know the systems, um, and the car functions. We well, almost have to with those cars. Yeah. There's so many mm-hmm. software things that are important yeah. to the car. You, you, we're we're going to have, the car industry is going to go from mechanics to electricians. You know? and, and electrical engineers. Yeah. yeah. From mechanical engineers. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a huge shift. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's two totally different mindsets. It's you know? two different worlds. It's two different worlds, yeah. What are all the mechanics? I here? can rebuild an engine. Right. I cannot rewire a car. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't understand it. I can't put together a mo- motherboard, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, if I did, I'd redo the, oh, my own freaking ECU You're and right. Lexus. <laughs> yeah. But either way, so, so this Tesla, they're, they're, it, it, it functions as a Tesla that has a V8 in it. So like the navigation works, like the seats work. Like So it's everything that it, you'd want from a Tesla a with V8. the power of the V8. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the car I'd do it to. Yeah, I don't know either. But because I, I, Tesla has this amazing, they're special. Mm-hmm. And I hate electric cars. I've come on this podcast time and time again against electric cars. I think they're garbage. I think they're stupid. I drove a Tesla recently and I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. It was so fast. Mm-hmm. I put my foot down, and I literally, my eyeballs went to the back of my head. Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game mm-hmm. of instant power. Yep. Now, in motorsport, that's going to be huge. Yeah. But the enthusiasts, like, I don't want to start my, let's say my rat rod, because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to build a rat rod. Right. And have it go. Uh-huh. 
I want to go, blah, 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 You know, I want to snarl and mm-hmm. pop and crackle. Yeah, even uh, the last, it was the last WRC or the, year, the, the one before this one. Uh, they, one of the, I think Citroen had a couple electric rally cars there. It was the last one. And it was just like, it just came. Wasn't the same. And went. You well, it was like, it's like when people talk about Formula E. They go, Formula E, they go and spectate, and they... Yeah, you can have, we can have this conversation as the cars drive by. Yeah, you and I, I mean? want my Formula One car to rev at 13,000 RPMs mm-hmm. as it goes by me. Exactly. I want Lewis Hamilton to not hear me yell, Lewis Hamilton. Right. Not that I like Because I think him. that's part, I mean, I haven't been to... I haven't been to like a, like NASCAR or Formula One. I've or been to NASCAR like and Grand Grand Prix. Right, and everybody everybody that I've talked to, even like drag racing, you know, like like NHRA stuff. Part of the experience. Can you imagine if they don't have their monster engines? Right, like you the, wouldn't go. The, yeah, the experience is is the sound, is the thrill of hearing them. Is having off. to wear earmuffs at an event mm-hmm. because you have to. Right, and so yeah, so why would you go? Why would you not just watch it on TV? You know, that's the problem. And it is going to be a problem. I, I'm, I've changed my ways. I think that polar bears deserve to live. I don't want to put my foot down and knock over penguins. I think it's great that they're there, and sure. I'm good for them. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to go to a Grand Prix race or Le Mans race mm-hmm. or a Formula One race or a NASCAR race. Not that I go to a NASCAR race anyway. I'm right. not from the South. <laughs> um, and I haven't kissed my cousin. And you don't wear white beaters? I don't either, and I don't drink Bud Light. Right. Sometimes you have to take a stance. <laughs> Anywho, but like I'm not going to go to those things if I can't hear the roar of the engine. Exactly. Yeah, like the great thing, um, I don't know if you watched um, any of the, um, the, oh, the Goodwood Hill Climb this year. Oh, I, every year. Yeah. Uh, so they had like the, the, the new hybrid WRC car, that, yeah. the, the Ford, it's not a Polo, I think it is a, the Ford Polo. Polo's a Volkswagen. Well, it's Ford Polo, sort of the P. Anyways. Pinto? What? No. It wasn't a Pinto. Pinto. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> a, it's, not, it's not a Polo. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called, but I sure. know what you're talking about. But the announcer, like, several times, she was like, and you can still hear the sound. You can still hear the sound. It still makes the sound, you know? Because she, she knows. Yeah, she just drove it home. Like, you can still hear the sound of that, you know? My favorite Goodwood, not that, I mean, we're, we're, we're snaking That's here. That's how but, this one is, dude. Yeah. Yep. Um, my favorite Goodwood, uh, if I'm honest, has, and it's every year. I always think there's going to be a car that I like more, mm-hmm. but it's that 1903 Fiat Turin, mm. the, the Beast of Turin. Yeah. Because the thing is just, yeah. Un- and, and driving it, the guy is. It's like steering a battleship. Yeah, the car is against you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I've always loved that. I always time it so I can watch that car. Mm-hmm. And Goodwood, people, I think, I think especially American enthusiasts sleep on Goodwood. Yeah. Um, Goodwood is where a lot of car manufacturers unveil their new prototypes, mm-hmm. their new cars. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it? it's, it's a... Like, it doesn't look it because you just see the hill climb or the racing. Mm-hmm. The racing's always a great time. Yep. But it is a big freaking deal it's in the motorsport yeah. industry. Even Lotus. I mean, Lotus was like their, one of their big sponsors. Yeah, and because they, they had, what, three new cars that they so, unveiled? Well, they, they, they debuted the, the new Lotus Electric, 
at Goodwood. Mm -hmm. You know, and they had this this whole thing where they put a and they in front unveiled of their new um, their new like sports car mm -hmm. there as well. And I think another, I think they had three cars there. McLaren de de debuted a couple cars there yep. too. and yeah. Singer had a car mm -hmm. that went up the hill climb, mm -hmm. which is the first time that's happened. Mm. I didn't catch that one, mm -hmm. but I saw all the rest. It of was them. their Oxford build, I believe, which oh. is in England. And yeah, I think one of the prettier builds they've done. I'm not familiar with it, but um, definitely check it out. Yeah, I would Great. love. I'd love to go to. I'm just gonna bring it up so you know what I'm talking. Oh, we will. We we need to because mm -hmm. it is. I think so. You know, Muslims for for their Mecca is quite literally Mecca. Yeah. For Catholics, it's the Vatican. You know. Yeah. Vatican City. Um, for petrol heads, I think it's it's SEMA and um, Goodwood, mm -hmm. I think. You know, there's other, like the LA Auto Show, Chicago, New York. Sure, Geneva. Yeah, Geneva is mm -hmm. a big one. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think that they've really, um, so let me, let me find the Oxford, because the Oxford, I think, is the best. So this is, so it was the Oxford, because that's the Oxford at Goodwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a stunning car. I don't know if you can see that. Um, I think it's the prettiest they've built, um, because they, it, really, it really is purpose. It's an enthusiast car. It's purpose-built, but they still didn't skimp, did they? Yeah. Look it's at gorgeous. that. I mean, just. A plaid it, interior. Yeah. Ugh. They really kept it to Oxford, mm -hmm. you know, and Oxford is. Not only a, an, an up, a little bit of an uppity town in England, but and I'm going to get thrown off the air for saying that, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the older colleges in the world. Mm -hmm. Like it, it has a lot of pride. Heritage. And I think uh, heritage, thank you. Yeah. A lot of heritage, a lot of pride mm -hmm. in being from there. Sure. I think that car encompasses that. Yeah. And that's what I love about what they do. Mm -hmm. um, but, and, it's, and it's a company that, like Singer, that can actually give a good representation of that heritage, mm -hmm. you know? You can trust a company like like Singer to do a good job at that, you know? Yeah. Um, funny story about Goodwood. A couple years ago, they unveiled the new TVR, which mm -hmm. I'm a big TVR fan. Yeah. Because they're bonkers. Mm -hmm. Every car they've ever made is bonkers. Mm -hmm. They unveiled the new Griffin. Oh, right. oh yeah. Or Griffin, excuse me. And that was the last I heard of it. Yeah. And so TVR goes. <laughs> I know, and it's a shame because when I heard TVR was coming back, I was very excited. But my other favorite car from Goodwood this year was the Valkyrie from Aston. Yeah, that thing was awesome. It's on. It's otherworldly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a whole. That's a, and Aston does that. They like every ten to fifteen years, they go. We want to show the world what we can do. Yeah. And they remind us. Not that, they, not that they're still there, because we know any enthusiast knows that they make some of the most sure. beautiful cars in the world. But they remind us that, you know, we've been doing this a long mm -hmm. time. Yeah. What I like. Pre war, they've been doing this. Yeah. Like, they've been doing this a long That's what people don't think about. There's not many car manufacturers today that were around pre World War II. Sure. A lot of them happened, all of the Japanese happened after. Yeah. All of the, you know, a lot of the Germans happened after mm -hmm. after the Berlin Wall fell, but you sure. know what I mean? Sure. So you see this, and I love like what Bentley, Rolls-Royce, Aston, um, you know, you, these old car manufacturers. Yeah. Packard. Mm-hmm. Um, Delahaye. Yep. LaSalle. You know, mm -hmm. 
Ferrari, even Ferrari, Ferrari, Lamborghini. Ferrari. Uh, well, they made tractors. They did, but they didn't make really cars till like the late forties, early fifties. Sure. Um, so I, I I love that these companies that have been around for so long, also they mm-hmm. they just remind us that they've been doing it longer than everybody. Yeah. Mercedes and, is another one. Yeah, and and Volkswagen. You know, Volkswagen has been around for pre-war, right? And they 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 yeah. own most of the big companies now. You know what I they mean? Do. Like they have that staying power. You know, they do. And and Volkswagen to come back from what they came back from, mm-hmm. and still be able to do what they do. Right. You know they. So it it it's it's really cool to see that. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because like just this little car. It's a little car. It is a little car. Yeah. Started this whole conglomerate where they own Audi. And Porsche and Bugatti. Well, the people's and, car. Yeah, the people's car. That's what it, the Beetle was. The people's car. And before that, they made the Kubelwagen, and you know all of the. I hate to say it, but the Nazi mm-hmm. war vehicles. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were made by Volkswagen. Yep, Volkswagen. And the the cool thing about that is they've turned a legacy that wasn't that great mm-hmm. into a very successful enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And they've stood the test of time. They really have. Just like Goodwood. Mm-hmm. You know, Goodwood's been around for a long time. Right. Um, without, and here's something that trips a lot of people up. Without the Beetle, mm-hmm. there would be no 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without the, the Beetle. The best-selling, best-driving sports car ever built. Mm-hmm. Unwavering for over 50 years. Yeah. Would not be... If it wasn't for that beetle sitting mm-hmm. out there, yeah, and without and without the nine eleven, it would have like other companies wouldn't have seen that and been like, I want to do something like that, you know. It, we without the nine eleven, I think so. You know, when Sputnik was released, it's that Russian satellite. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. orbited the globe. Yeah, it kicked off the space race. Right. Without the nine eleven. I don't think we would have the caliber of sports car we have today. No, yeah. Because that's the pinnacle. Right. And I've, other driven, companies. I've been blessed a lot. I've been blessed in my life to drive a lot of sports cars. Mm-hmm. And Porsche builds the best driving sports cars. Mm. They do. Yeah, it's a driver's car. It's a driver's car. Yep. It's made with a driver in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, they didn't do manuals for like one or two years and they brought them back. The, the great thing that I like about about Porsche and um, and Aston Martin is it's two companies that have really stayed in their lane. You know, it's two yeah. companies that have like really stuck with like what they do and they do it really well. Yeah. You know, as opposed to Ford looks at Chevy, Chevy looks at Ford. Uh, GM dog, laughs yeah. at both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they still like they're like oh no, uh, GM the Hell, made by the Hellcat, the Hellcat. You know, yeah. and then the Ford. Like, I should well, say we Dodge re- laughs at both of them. Right. Because they still hold the fastest coupe, sedan, and SUV title. Mm-hmm. But then Dodge look, or then Ford looks and like, well, we have the Mustang. What can we do to make it rival that? You know. Well, what they mean? did because the new the twenty twenty one GT five hundred has eight hundred and thirty horsepower. Right. Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, uh, like, who is who is uh, Aston Martin drawing inspiration from? Themselves. Right. Who is Porsche drawing inspiration from? Themselves. You know, they're just doing their thing. Well, and, and while it's gotten wider, longer, and lower, 
from the 912 to I don't know what model they're on yeah. now. I 992. I don't think they know what point model they're five. on. I think it's 992. Nine and three. It, it it hasn't changed much. Right. It's gotten bigger. It's gotten more powerful. It's gotten it's gotten wider, longer, lower, and more powerful. That's mm. it. Yeah. The 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 formula is still the same. Right. I think this is a good topic to kind of finish on, if you will. Sure. Is the formula of the sports car. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think the formula for the sports car is engine in the front, gearbox in the middle. Power to the back, mm-hmm. rear wheel drive. I think it's. I think Porsche has it. Yep. That rear-engined, almost the 911 has almost perfect weight distribution. The 718, as they call it now, has 50/50 weight distribution. It 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 just works, and it stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Mid-engine cars. Right. Caught on in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Kind of went away. And now the Corvette, the, the uh, America's best-selling sports car, mm-hmm. is a mid-engine. Yep. And, man, does it look good it doing it. fantastic, yeah. But the but original... they also, you know, they, you, it looks like a Ferrari. You know, if you're, if you're not paying attention, you'd be like, oh, that's a Ferrari. Oh, yeah. what is that? If you don't know, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, now you know, homie. Right. Um, but, yeah, so it's... To me, the formula of the sports car, the original formula... Was engine front, gearbox in the middle, power to the back. Mm-hmm. I think Porsche did it better. Yeah. It's a better driving car. I, I recently got to drive a two-year-old, so 2018, so I have a 991, I think. I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm no Magnus Walker, but I got to drive a two-year-old Porsche 911 Carrera S. Ooh. And it was... Driving Nirvana. <laughs> really? I got to drive it up to Moonlight Basin, this road like this, Ooh. up through Big Sky, and it was divine. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. It was, was divine. It, was, it, was it manual or? No. It's, it's it was a, a PDK is what they call it, but there's a German name for it. It's about that long. Sure. No wonder they call it a PDK. Right, right. It's this fucking long. Mm-hmm. But it was, to me, driving Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And... I've driven, again, I've been blessed to drive a lot of fun cars. And nothing puts a smile on my face quite like that. Like a Porsche. Like that flat six. Because the S is naturally aspirated. The Carrera S is naturally aspirated. Right. Which I I don't know. I I think it's a four liter now, but. Yeah, I don't mind the naturally aspirated route, you know? I I prefer it now, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. Yeah, I think She liked it. She likes it. Whoever that laugh was. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm not mad that this is a car episode, a yeah. fully car episode. Um, I think that we're going to see, again, with this transition, not to full circle it, but this transition of, you know, moving to electric and moving to a sustainable car that's not destroying the environment. Sure. I'm interested to see what happens to the sports car. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Because Sorry. I don't think it's going to stay. Sports car? I'm curious to see what... Because Porsche developed a synthetic gasoline. Yeah, but it's not... It's not... They'll never do it until after 2035 because it's not cost-effective. And because the oil companies will block it. Right. 
They'll do whatever they can. We, I think, and this is just a theory, and I don't get into conspiracy theories much, but Audi developed a synthetic gas in the late 80s. Did they? I didn't know about that. They had the formula. Hmm. And this is hearsay. I've not seen the article. What? The guy got offed, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mysteriously died. Mm Mm-hmm. So there is that. There is that. You know what I mean? There is that that one comma. Because the Tesla is not a sports car. No, it's not a sports car. No. The Polestar 1 electric Volvo special sports car. That's a sports car. But they haven't unvi- they haven't put it in production, right? Because it can't, right? Because it doesn't work, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's it's a weird future for sure. I'm um, interested to see what happens with with cars because mm-hmm. we're at we're at now the crossroads mm-hmm. where car manufacturers have to they're going to have to abide by that, right? Or they're going to go by the wayside, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see. I've said this before on this podcast. I've said this to you in private. Mm-hmm. There's no better sound than a vintage Ferrari V12. The 3.8 oh. liter, or 3.9, 3.8 liter in like the 65, yeah. uh, the 250 GTO. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Glorious sound. It goes from low end to a, like an yes. F1 car. All in one stretch. Mm-hmm. All in one rep. Yeah. So good. But to me... That's going to go away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to live in a, met- in a, in a, in a petrol world like that. Non-petrol world. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's... And... Yeah, there, there, are, there are, like, great... I mean, like, the Tesla Plaid. Bananas, you know? It's nuts. The, the, what's the one, one that, point, that James crashed? Or, uh, what's the, the Rimac. The Rimac, yeah. Which they're making more prototypes. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, in a um, podcast with Joe Rogan, the last one he did, the Plaid... But if you put your foot down, by the time you're through the intersection, you're doing 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, the drag races in, um, in Red Lodge last month. And um, John Bonner, he, yep. he, has a, he has a Tesla Plaid now. Does he? he? Yeah. I he didn't had, know that. He had a grudge match with, with one of my friends who has a fully built uh, drag prepped Fox Body Mustang, right? And the Those Tesla, are built for that. Walked that thing, <laughs> you know, and you can't you, AC when you have on, you know, like when you, everything, yeah, you know. No, he was probably playing a video game. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even driving the damn thing. <laughs> exactly. And this Mustang's stripped, you know. It's like all these huge fittings big everywhere, big huge Bored tires. Yeah. yeah it's, oh yeah. It's made it's to go built fast. for drag. Uh huh. And this Tesla just like he drove that home, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, drove. It he home. didn't drive that Fox Body home. No, no, no. He trailered it. Yes, because he had to. Exactly. <laughs> It's unreal to me. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I'm not either. I, th- I think I, th- I have a sneaking suspicion that something's going to happen with a synthetic gasoline. It has to. It has to, yeah. It has to. Because otherwise, we're going to have a, all these cars, you know. What are third world countries going to run off of? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like. No. And and somebody told me once that the next the next commodity that would be like a pan, an epidemic, if you will, is going to be gas and water. Yeah, and, and it's so true. And if if the whole if the whole automobile manufacturing 
all the cars on the road are electric, we're going to run into an energy crisis. You know? Yeah, even we can't produce that much electricity. That's what people don't get. And I was actually going to touch base on this right before you did, so I'm glad you brought it up. We're at a point now where if we just switched over to electricity, mm -hmm. electric cars, yeah. we would not have the power grid to sustain it. The, the president of Toyota said that if they switched over right now, they would have enough energy in Tokyo. And Tokyo's for one a, of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah, for one year. They'd run out of energy in a year. You know? And that's... The same people who are lobbying for electric cars are lobbying against wind and solar. And, and that's the only way we're going to get this done. Sure. Water, wind, and solar. We can't just... We, electricity doesn't exist unless we create it. Right. And that's exactly it. I'm scared for the, the automobile industry, bro. Yep. Like, I think synthetics are going to be... Are gonna, it has to be. Yeah. I also see... Uh-oh. <coughs> yeah. Hold on. My throat dried up. <laughs> I also see... This is just stupidity, but I'm going to prophesy this. Go ahead. I see a comeback of the two-stroke. A two-stroke? We have synthetic oil. Yeah. Synthetic gasoline. Mm -hmm. I see it come back to the two-stroke. Interesting. And small cars. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to get pre-mix at the pump. Yeah. I mean, people are putting Hayabusa motors and Volkswagens and making more power. Mini Coopers. Yeah, and Mini Coopers. Dude, and that makes a Mini Cooper. You put a Hayabusa motor in a Mini Cooper, it makes it fucking lethal. Mm -hmm. Those things are fucking nuts. Yes. And I don't care how explicit I just got there. <laughs> they're fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. I've watched YouTube videos. They're nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it can't happen. Mm -hmm. You know. <clears throat> but yeah, it's interesting. I think these small these companies that make these small in-town cars are going to go to synthetic gas and oil, two strokes. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. Which would be great. I because mean, an electric car is going to cost money because all the electronics that went into it. Sure. You get a two-stroke Citroen, same uh, yeah. brand. Yeah. All day. Absolutely. And what an easy engine swap. Yeah. You know? Well, no, it'll come that way. Yeah. You know, they're going to make them that way because it's cheap. Yeah. So you just like call the buddy, hey, will you help me lift the side of the yeah, my Honda, Yeah, you know? my Honda Civic and my Honda riding lawnmower, same engine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. But yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't know, I try not to think about it too much because it gets me sad, you know, but. I think that, I think that when you look at the modern internal combustion engine, to think, and, and for how we are as humans, you and me, being petrol heads to the core. Sure. Very different styles, but petrol heads to the core. Um, it is very sad. Mm -hmm. It's a sad day. Yeah. Um, but there has, I mean, I, I, just can't, I just can't believe that it's, I cannot believe that it's, it's either electric or nothing. You know what I mean? It can't be. There has to be something in between. They want it to be. But those are politicians, mm -hmm. not engineers. That's true. And not, not car enthusiasts. <laughs> no. And, and politicians are not. Sane? <laughs> we don't need to go. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. A whole other podcast. I will, I'll tell the story, and I think it's a good time to end, too. But um, I was in Big Sky, and I was talking to a 72-year-old war veteran, mm -hmm. a Vietnam vet. Really, I think he's 72. He's in his 70s. Really nice guy. Yeah. And he, Republican diehard. Republican. Yeah. And he goes, well, what are you? And I said, I'm a moderate independent. 
<laughs> yeah. He said, what does that mean? <laughs> he says, I, I vote on the people, I vote on the issues and the people that get them done. Yeah. And a 70-something Vietnam vet looked at me and said, you can do that? <laughs> that's the yeah. whole point of democracy. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, that, like it, it doesn't have to be either electric or gas. There has to be something like in between. No. You know what I mean? There but, has to be a, 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 a hybrid. You're right. There has to be. Yeah, there, there just has to be. And I think a synthetic gas is going to show up pretty quick. Yeah, it just has to. So. Enough people getting behind it. Well, I think, I mean, we're, if, if not, hypothetically, if not, we're going to see the greatest die-off of car manufacturers ever. Yeah. I mean, in some way, in some way, like, like in third world countries, like I said, you know, like in insta, like it, in, uh, like, uh, small parts of China, you know, like people can have you to get imagine, now. Can you imagine not being able to get diesel? Yeah. Or any gas? Yeah, like what happens then, you know? So it has something. What a mess. Yeah, something has to happen. Um, other cultural things. What are you listening to these days? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I've been listening to a lot of Lake Street Dive mm -hmm. lately. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Childish Gambino. Oh, really? Yeah, Donald Glover. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Eminem's old stuff. Oh, really? Yep. That's awesome. And I've been listening to a lot. It's weird. I've been like a hip-hop. I've been listening to a lot of like old school, like Biggie Smalls, old school Tupac, yeah. old school Snoop, nice. NWA. Um, and on a completely different note, mm -hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Madeleine Perot, who really takes like... She's French, and she takes, like, the standards and does them in French, and I fucking love that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What about you? Um, you know the Future Beat show, DJ yeah. Complexion? He, uh, he got on with BBC Radio 1. They have a whole, uh, they have a whole app that's, like, dedicated to music and, like... Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, it's cool. I downloaded it. Nice. Um, and he has, a, he has a weekly show called Future Wave. And it is really so, so he's mainstream now. Good. That's yes. fucking cool. Yeah, it's so good because it's, um, it's, it's, it's artists that he can play, you know, um, as opposed to um, sometimes like he can't play certain things on on uh, the Future Beat show. So it's really interesting, you know. It's it's a very it's a very interesting take on music. It's about That's an hour. Cool. Um, but he does it in like the f the future beat sort of style, you know. Where he just kind of cruises into it, mm -hmm. out of it, into it, out of it. Dude, it is great. I'll have to look it up. It's so good. I was listening to it while I was setting this stuff up. It's phenomenal. And I think there's maybe ten or so episodes out right now, but every one of them has just hit so hard. So that's cool. But yeah, and I usually transition more like into into uh, like more folky stuff during the winter, you know. So I've been listening to some more of that as fall's been approaching. So it's coming. One thing that I've realized: mm -hmm. uh, we don't prep for winter anymore. When's the last time you, you prepared for winter? I get my coats dry cleaned. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, but I mean, like getting like uh, getting you know your attire put together, getting you know your house put together, getting your cars put together. You know. No, you don't. Yeah. So Some this, people in Montana, in more rural Montana, they go and get wood and stuff. So they do, but yeah. 
I see what you mean. And I've, I've realized that I don't do that in my life. So this year I'm starting to do like winter prep. So I got like the, the tires for the Yaris, you know, yep. got those mounted, they're ready. You got a Yaris? Yes. I just wanted to yeah. say that again because <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah, so I have those, those wheels sitting in my house. They're all mounted, they're ready to go, they're balanced, you know, so when snow hits, put them on, wow. you know. I'm going to order a hoodie, you know, I'm going to order like my winter stuff. You know, I'm gonna get like my projects put together. I bought a you know? I bought a winter a brand new wool winter coat at Montana Vintage today. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I think there's I think there's some goodness in like prepping for the next season, you know? I think it's intentional. Yeah, exactly. Which is what we're about. Right. But I think And like, I learned that from you, being intentional. I did. And I I'm I'm glad because it's yeah. it's it's fun. You know, it's fun when you're like, okay, like you're looking forward, like, okay, like I can do this, but how do I do this really, really well? You know, like yeah. winter's coming, but how do I do winter really well? You know? That's a that's a really good point. I mean, back in the day you had to. Right. You know. But even still we should, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, there's things that like okay, like I'm gonna order fenders for the for the Dotson here pretty soon, you know, because like that's a project that I want to work on for the winter. You know, you so can. like kind of yeah. getting all these things together, like, okay, when winter hits this is how I'm going to function throughout winter. You know what I mean? I'm going to turn on my Xbox. You know, I've been saving Forza. up. Yeah, Forza, which is going to come out soon, which yep. I'm really excited Forza 5, for. Yeah, Horizons um, 5. Horizon 5, yeah. Yeah, Forza, Forza Motorsport 8 will probably be shortly after right. that. So I'm saving that stuff for this winter, you know, different series on Netflix, you know, different. I think it's, I think it's the prepping for winter, I think is more about being intentional than anything else. Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to intentionality. Back then, they did it out of necessity. Now, I think we do it. We should do it out of, out of just wanting to be true. Yeah. And wanting to be intentional. But also, like wanting to live your best life. Yeah. You know, because I'm like in Big Sky, everything's seasonal. Right. And so I'm prepping a winter menu right now. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I'm prepping for winter as well, mm -hmm. and for my job. That's sure. interesting. I never thought about it like that until right now. Right. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it until this. Well. Uh, this spring, or I guess winter, I was kind of looking forward to like summer and like what I was going to do, and then I just had this epiphany moment. I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't get ready for winter, you know. Maybe I should start getting ready for winter, you know." So, I've, and now I'm like looking forward to enjoying this winter because I have this, that, and the third kind of lined up for it. You know what I mean? Whereas like when winter hits, I'm not like, "Oh no, winter's here." I'm like, "Sweet, summer's over. I did what I needed to do, and now I'm going to do all these really great things in winter." That's fair. Yeah. That's interesting. Everybody that I've talked to about this, they're like, I've never thought about it like that mm -hmm. before. You know? So it's, I think it's something culturally, at least like in the people that I know, that it's just not a, a thing for us. So. I'll be damned. Yeah. I never, I never, yeah, see, you've just, you've changed mm -hmm. my belief on it. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. Because for us, it's like people that enjoy culture, which is what Culture Beast is about. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, what things can we do this winter that are still part of, like, the things that we enjoy culturally, but that we can enjoy in different facets this winter, you know? Because this podcast, this winter, will be like, oh, well, you know, what are we doing for, for winter tires? What are we doing for these, these winter mm -hmm. drinks, you know, or like these winter yeah. coffees or these winter breakfasts or foods or, you know, what are we, what are we, what music are we listening to that, that matches that mood? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's a different conversation, a different season. That's like, crazy. Why not, why not do it the best that we can? Sometimes I wish you weren't so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes always. I do. Sometimes I'm like, son of a gun, he's done it again. <laughs> It's all the Lord, man. I blame it all on I know, I know. So. And that's, that's something I wanted to touch base on, too, is that 
you know, Culture Beast took a hiatus. And, you know, Paul and I, Paul actually came to Big Sky. And, uh, yes, two days ago. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yep. Holy smokes. Yep, surprise. Yeah, and, and, and we, had a, we had a good conversation about Culture Beast and the direction. Because, you know, when I moved, it, was, it, it became increasingly harder to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I now have a job. This is plural. Um, that allows me to get back more. But we, we want to not just have it here. Mm -hmm. We want to be intentional, and we want to start building Culture Beast the way we wanted to in the beginning. Yeah. And so I think with intentionality and prepping for winter and then the season after, you know, you're going to start seeing a different Culture Beast. Mm -hmm. um, and I maybe you don't want to talk about this as much this time, maybe next time, but um, in a couple weeks. But... Um, Culture Beast is going to kind of, it's, you're still going to get us sitting here with our cigars and our drinks talking right. about culture, but you're going to get a lot more of other things too coming up. Right. And I, I can promise you that we're being very diligent and we're being very intentional about those things, mm -hmm. but we want to see Culture Beast evolve, not only a podcast, but a vlog, a travel mm -hmm. aspect, uh, you know, car meets, car museums, car meccas, right. you know, coffee shops, restaurants, booze, mm -hmm. all of it. And we are, I mean, we've kind of really rededicated ourselves to making that a reality. Right. And so I'm excited for that because we also have to prep for those things. Mm -hmm. And they are seasonal. Right. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I, you know, I tossed out the idea to you yesterday of, you know, shooting for for April, you know, to be our first vlog, you know, somewhere close, somewhere that like we can go uh, carve out three days and go somewhere, you know, and just really sink our teeth into that place. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's what originally we had wanted Culture Beast to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, originally. Th yep. And through this last winter of just kind of figuring out like what life looks like, you know, and um, I'm changing positions at my job to to, to yep. focus more on that to have more free time, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm I'm going to be, um, you know, with my job, I'm going to be more, you know, once the program is in place, I can be more hands off. It's going to be good. Yeah. And and the fact that we're both committed to it, I yeah. think, is huge. Um, I'm excited for what's to come mm -hmm. for culture yes. and for culture beast. I'm excited for what's to come with how this broadens and what that looks like because we don't know. Sure. You know, my my goal, one of my goals is your one of your goals is to have a vlog, mm -hmm. a consistent one. One of my goals is to have a magazine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have because I love to write mm -hmm. and writing is my one of my passions. I love to have that intentionality with that. Yeah. So it's really cool to see some of the things that we're recommitting ourselves to. Sure. You know? Yep. So Yeah, and I think like um it's going to be a slow burn, you know. I think it's going to be um, something that develops itself over. Because we want it to work. Yeah, and be intentional, and a lot of that takes a lot of money, you know. And time. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. A lot of time. Yeah. So I could definitely see. There's just so much that. The there's so much that, we want to do. <laughs> the thing that I really, that I really like, has changed my perspective of Culture Beast is really taking the attention off of ourselves mm -hmm. and taking and putting the attention onto the things that we really love, you know? Because there's people like you and I 
that, that love cigars, that love alcohol, but they don't really know like how, you know, how to enjoy mm -hmm. those things. And we want to showcase that. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, and it, we, we are the, the, the liaisons to people under, understanding more about cars or alcohol or coffee or fashion or what to wear. Music, or whatever. whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we can just be a really big blessing to people in that regard. You know? I agree. And like we can have fun doing it, and we can like be a true, authentic re representation of ourselves yep. and who God's created us to be. Absolutely. And like help people enter into those 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 more fun, fulfilling yeah. things in their lives. You know. Yep. It's like going to Cincinnati. Like, okay, like what's going on in Cincinnati? You know what's what I mean? What's going on? Yeah. Is there a coffee shop that's struggling? Is God, there, I hope so. Yeah. You know. Is there, like, what can we? Is there a speakeasy in Cincinnati that nobody knows about? You know. Is there? Is there? A cigar company in Cincinnati, you know? I don't think so, but yes. Yeah, you, you, went, <laughs> you, went there, you wouldn't expect to be a cigar company in Billings, Montana. But there is. Yeah, but there is. You but know? There's one in Dillon. There's one in, that's the cool thing. There's one in Big There's one in Billings now. There's one in Dillon. You know, you have these, you know. There's a we, cigar company in Dillon? Yeah. Cattle Baron. What? It's out of Dillon. Huh. Brian Massard's out of Dillon. Gorgeous Vodka, too. Same guy. Wow. Um, you know, we're seeing this, and especially since 2020 happened, we're seeing this renaissance of people that just decide to start their own business. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. This, yeah. is, a, this is an example. Mm -hmm. This came out of 2020. Yeah. And, and, and I want to showcase that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's us turning the, the camera and the attention to Alan Hodges. Yeah. What are you doing with this? Or the, the, the folks in Dillon. How are you doing this? Yeah. You know, or, like, I mean, all the way to... Vineyards in Washington, or car meets in Cincinnati, right. or you know, cocktail lounge, Death and Co. in New York. Right. Um, it it's really really cool. Dude, I I went to I don't know if you saw my Instagram story yesterday, but I went to Bozeman for for a work meeting. I was driving around the 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 the, um, the neighborhoods, looking at different houses because I want to. You tell me about that. I want to design this house kind of in that style. And um, I'm driving, and I just see this garage door open, and it says, uh, it says, uh, partner coffee. And, I saw the story. Yeah, and I was like, partner coffee? And I just like whipped around, pulled up, and I walk into this garage. This guy has a Bronco, 70s Bronco, sitting in the garage, and he's built a, a, an espresso machine to fit in the back of this Bronco that he just pulls out and serves coffee in, in his garage. That's wicked. Yes, and it's great company. It's a it, he uses flat track coffee a company out of Austin, Texas. Okay, and uh, flat tire you said flat track. Flat track. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I bought a bag of Peru from had this morning. Phenomenal. Is it good? It's sweet. It's great. But just those things, and I talked to like other people that are in coffee in Bozeman. I'm like, did you know about this? No, I have no idea this exists. You know, and it's. And it's for me like that's that was a very very cool experience that I got to have at at that guy's place, you know. Yeah. And nice dude, you know, makes great 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 it's quality nice, coffee. It's a, it's a mustache. He has a nice mustache. Yes, he does. He yes. has a really yes. great mustache. And uh, <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like I I I don't need I don't need that recognition. I want him to have that, you know. I want him to be be in the spotlight. You know and I love I mean? that because that's what you know culture beast is all about. It's about other people. Um, other people doing things and how it influences us as a culture. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the uh, that's why I brought this up and I wanted to kind of be this to kind of be kind of how we ended. Sure, is that we have this we're kind of 
Culture Beast is great, but we're just turning the ship a couple of degrees to, to really showcase other people that are taking the culture by storm. Mm-hmm. And Partner Coffee is one of those. Yeah. Which nobody knows about. No, I had no it's idea it would be. Wonderful. Existed. Yes. Well, I'm going to go. Yeah. I want to go. I want, all, I want so many people to go. That's where he's like, I have so much business. I need to make a brick and mortar. You know, I need to do some, you know, I need to No, expand, dude, yeah. just build a thing around your Bronco. Shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So cool. Well, I, we say all that to say that we're going to have some really cool stuff coming up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have some really intentional things coming up for you. And for my part, um, it was really hard to get up here, and that's not going to be a thing anymore. That we're going to be very intentional about this. We're going to be very, um, uh, what's the word, um, consistent yeah. with this. And it's going to be a little bit different culture beast. Mm-hmm. And we really hope you come along for the ride. Yes. We really do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On that. On that disappointment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, real quick. Uh, just some news. Jeremy Clark's, uh, the Clarkson's Farm got approved for a second season. Oh. It's filming. Okay. Um, have you watched it yet? It's on Netflix, yeah. It, or, it's uh, on Prime. Prime, yeah. It, you haven't watched it. That means no. you haven't watched it. It is, I think, Jeremy Clarkson, who is a spirit animal, I love. Um, he has been doing Top Gear for over 20 years. I think this is his finest work. Really? Wow. Um, Another news, not to be another Top Gear thing, but... Uh, James May is, you know, he did Our Man in Japan for yes. Prime. He's now doing Our Man in the USA. Nuh-uh. Is filming. Yep. That's amazing. And Richard has sold part of his car collection to fund. He's going to do a Clarkson Farm-esque style reality show. He is opening a restoration shop. Nuh-uh. Yes, he is. Wow. And they're going to film it like that's they did Clarkson Farm. He actually sold part of his collection to make it happen. Jeez. Yep. Dude, that's so exciting. Yeah. So, like, I struggle with They're starting to do their own thing and be intentional about it because they know, and, and they've all come out and said it this last year. They said, you know, we can't do this forever. Yeah. It's, we're old and we're tired. Yeah. You know, they've been, and, and they gave us a lot of great years, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's important. Absolutely. And it's great to see them do, to do things they love. Yeah. And then he like, had no idea he was going to love farming, and he loves it. <laughs> that's amazing. You should, when you watch it, you'll understand. It's, the craziest show I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Because nothing he does, he is an utter fucking moron. <laughs> um, he is. He's a moron. And he has people around him who are actually in the farm community that tell him he's a moron. But he just, he loves it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, uh, so I kind of like manage my subscriptions every year, you know? And like Prime was one of those things like, oh, I'll restart that in the winter when I have more things that I want to watch. You know, I can... I'll give you my, just so you can watch it, I'll give you my login. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah. So. I'd appreciate that. Well, on, on that note. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Thank you for watching, as yeah. always. Thank you for listening. All right. Right now, we're going to do this at least once a month, um, just in the reality of <coughs> trying to figure out consistency. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it's fun doing stuff every week, but um, I think eventually next year year down the road we're going to have a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out Mm -hmm. yeah and you know the cool part about growing too is adding people to the team Mm -hmm. adding experiences you know it's going to be really cool and 
figuring out what Culture Beast ultimately is going to look Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And I can't wait. Yeah, I really think it'd be fun to figure out a third host for us to have, you know, during the podcast. Mm-hmm. For us to kind of like, you know, some of his... Like the, more of a round robin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. I think that needs to be in the works. I was actually thinking about two. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I agree. I also think that changing locations is a great idea. Um, there's just a lot of cool stuff that we have rattling around in our brain. Yeah. Um, well, more his brain. Mine just occasionally <laughs> pops up with a good idea and then goes back into the chaos that is my life. Um, but it's always it's always great to, to see you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. And it's good uh, to this have is, a conversation and yeah. catch up on our cultural yeah. stuff. This is Culture Beast. This is Culture Beast. Amen to that. Amen. Out. Out.